Hello, Door Creek Church. Welcome to our online service. Thank you so much for joining us today as we continue our series. And we're going to be continuing looking at the book of Ecclesiastes, which is authored by uh, King Solomon. And so we're going to look at what Solomon shares with us, some of the, the frustration and some of the regrets and things that Solomon is, is facing and that many of us can relate to today. King Solomon, as we know, is one of the wisest men, richest men in his time. He shares with us, he authored three books. Um, in his younger years, he authored a book on romance, which is Song of Songs. In, in his mid-years, he authored a book on rules, which is Proverbs, some, some wise sayings and some um, Proverbs that we, can, that we love and we enjoy and share today. And then in his older years, a book of regrets which is the book we're studying today, Ecclesiastes. So we're going to be looking at one of, his, one of the poems that um, we find in Ecclesiastes in the third chapter. And so as we, as we study this, and let us relate, let us try to see ourselves and try to relate to what Solomon is going through. Because many times it's easy to say, huh, he had everything he could want. How could, he, how could he be going through? Well, how many times have I gotten things that I wanted but still found space to complain and not be satisfied. Think about it as we jump into Ecclesiastes third chapter, starting at verse one. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away. Sure, we can relate to that during spring cleaning. A time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. What a poem. It flows, has some rhythmic things going on, but this is truth. This is truth for where a man who had everything in life that he could ever want, riches, wives, houses, servants, but yet and still, was not satisfied. He understood that life doesn't stay the same. Life changes. And if we don't realize and prepare ourselves for changes that come, we can also have the same kind of perspective and attitude that Solomon had. What was his theme? Everything is meaningless. Toil is meaningless. Pleasures are meaningless. Wisdom, which he had a lot, is meaningless. Toil and folly is meaningless. Riches is meaningless. So that's where he was. He found himself in a place that everything was meaningless. How could a man like Solomon, if I could change places with Solomon, we probably thought that. But life it's about change. And this, our message today, is about embracing change. 
that we have to embrace change instead of running from change, instead of trying to avoid change, instead of trying to make change happen when you want it to happen, change is going to come. So embrace change. This is one thing. This is a few things about change. Change is constant. Change is hard. Change is work. And change is uncomfortable, isn't it? It's hard. Solomon realized that there were times and seasons for everything. So why plant yourself in something and say this is forever when you know things are going to change? One day is different than the next. You can be in a relationship, you can be in a job, you can be in a career, you can be in good health, and tomorrow it can change. But we can't let change shake our faith, shake our trust, and shake our relationship in God. Solomon says a time to be born, a time to die, a time to, uh, to hug, and a time to embrace uh, or to refrain from embracing, a time to plant, and a time to uproot, a time to, to keep, and a time to throw away. There's a time for everything. There's a time that we're angry, but there's a time that we're happy. There's a time that we're up, but there's a time that we're down. There's a time that we have troubles in our relationship, but there's a time when our relationships are going great. There's a time when we don't have all the basic resources that we need, but then there's a time when they're pouring in. There's a time for everything. And things change constantly. So embrace it. Embrace the change. Solomon shares with us this poem because this is a man who was a king. And this king could call for anything to happen. But all he really wanted was to find satisfaction in life. I've chased dreams and I've chased things many times. And even when I've accomplished those things, if I wasn't set right, if my feet weren't planted right, if my faith and my relationship was not right with Christ, those things did not mean a thing. I realized those things can be given to me and those things can go away. But Christ Jesus, God, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is who I trust in. He never changes. He is the same. So he continues on here, verses 9 through 14, and I like to call this the self-examination of life. He says, what do workers gain from their toil or hard work? I have seen the burden God has laid on the human race. God has put a heavy burden on us, hasn't he, huh? He has made everything beautiful in its time. What? God has made everything beautiful. Everything God makes, everything God puts his hands to is beautiful. You might, you might feel like you're messed up. You might feel like you have all kinds of issues. You might feel like you, 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 you struggle all the time. But everything God makes is beautiful. So, brothers and sisters, let me tell you, whatever your struggle is, you are beautiful. Because God made you and he made everything in his time beautiful. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from the beginning to the end. Right. Because God has no beginning and God has no end. He's God. He is beginning and end. I know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live. Amen. <laughs> right. 
don't you want to be happy? And don't you want to do good while you still live here on this earth? It's God's desire. It's God's desire out of, out of the beauty that he has created that we be happy in the things that we do. Now, I'm not saying every day we're going to be happy, but there, like I said, the changes come and we realize and we prepare ourselves for the change. But we don't let it shake our relationship with God. He says, so we want to be happy while we live, that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all their toil. Well, Solomon was, was the author of that, and, and I believe it's in chapter 8, where it says, eat, drink, and be merry. This is the gift of God. Ah, that's what I want to get to. The gift of God. What is the gift of God? The gift of God is life. L-I-F-E. Life. Life that God has given us, that we face each day knowing that things can happen, things can change, but God, you are on my side. God, you have breathed life into me. And God, you have given me the tools so that I can work and so that I can live and so that I can be happy in the things that I accomplish. But Lord, I don't put those things before you because in my heart, the heart of eternity, I want to please you. I want to do what you want me to do. I want to know God that even though my life can be up, it can be down, it can be hot, it can be cold, it can be in, it can be out, it can be straight, straight, it can be crooked. I want you to know, God, that I trust in you. I love you. I delight in you. And everything that I do with my hands, I want to do it with joy so that it's pleasing to you. You have given us this gift of life. And we can choose either to live this life, L-I-F-E, we can live in faith Every day, L-I-F-E, live in faith every day, or we can choose to L-I-F-E, live in fear every day. It's your choice. Lord, I choose to live in faith every day of the life that you have given me. Jesus later tells us I come to give you life and that more abundantly. He says we have a life in Christ and this life is eternal. This life is joyful. This life man doesn't give, the world doesn't give and the world can't take away. So we have this life. So in this life, don't let life get the best of you. Don't let life get the best of you. Get the best of life. <laughs> yes, hallelujah. Don't let life wear you out. Don't let it get the best of you. But live life, take life by the horns and get the best out of life. Don't compare yourself. You may not be like the person next to you. You may not be like your older or younger siblings. You may not be like your colleagues, but be who God made you. Because when we try to change, we try to change into what we're not. Instead of let, allowing God to transform us into what he has already put in us. He transforms us to what is already in us. And he has given us the gift of life, as Solomon has said, so that we can live and be happy and enjoy the work of our hands, the toil of our hands. But we look at Solomon, we say Solomon was not there. 
because he is right now stuck in a, in, a, in a mind case of meaningless. Everything is meaningless. Everything around me is meaningless. What have I worked so hard for? All my wives, all of my riches, all of my servants, everything is meaningless. This brother needs some help. This brother needs some pick me up. This brother needs some encouragement. And if you're out there, my brothers and sisters, and you're in that mind state, I want you to know God has given you a gift. God has given you life. God has given you hope. God has given you a trust in him. Now take life by the horns and live it. Don't give up. Don't give up on your spouse. Don't give up on your children. Don't give up on your church. Don't give up on yourself. Trust God. It's his gift. Because we need to become aware of all the good things around us. See, if, if I focus on negative things and if I focus on all the bad things, I'm not going to appreciate the good things. There are some great things. There are some good things happening all around you. Solomon, he, he shares this with us. He says, I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. God does it so that people will fear him. Okay. What God does, not, not fear of, ooh, I'm scared of God, but fear in a reverential way. We reverently fear God. That means I fear God in a place that I want my life to be pleasing to him. I revere him. I reverence God. He is God, the great I am. And he has put this, everything that he does endures forever. So if everything God does endures forever and we are um, there's constant change happening around us, then what is consistent? What is consistent? What remains? I'll say it again. Jesus, God, the same, yesterday, today, and forever. He remains the same. So that means if my relationship is founded in him, if my relationship is stable in him, rooted and grounded, then as things change, as chaos comes, I have a hope that remains the same. Somewhere, Brother Solomon lost that. Somewhere, his riches became more to him than his God. Somewhere, his work became more to him than his God. His concubines, his wife became more to him than his God. Let's not make that same mistake, people. Let's not let our ministries, our, our work, our riches, our investments, our things, our materials become more important than God. Because when those things change, <laughs> God will remain the same. Hallelujah. Because when those things fail, God still remains the same. When those things can't pick you up anymore, when those things can't pay your bills anymore, God remains the same. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You ought to say amen on that. He remains the same. So we don't Get distracted. Let's not get distracted. And listen, I'm not teaching to you as though I got it all together. Let me tell you, I've had my distractions and I still have distractions. But because God puts in us in the heart of eternity and everything God does endures forever and that his desire is to give us the gift of life, that means I will always have the ability 
to find my place, to find that right relationship with God again. Hey, but we don't want to focus on me. Let's focus on what Solomon is sharing with us. Okay, Solomon, who I wouldn't have guessed, a man that had a great life, but it ended so tragically or horrifically. Okay, the son of a king had the had the honor of building the temple. Hey, but here he is. Now, if he can feel like that, I know we can. I know that small things through this pandemic, I've heard and I've, I've spoken to people and I've read many articles where people just say, I just don't know what to do. I just don't know where to go. When we're dealing with racial tension, uh, sometimes you just feel like you just don't know what to do. You just don't know anymore. There's just no more answers. When we're dealing with injustice and all these things that are going on, you just like, I, I throw my hands up. I can't do it anymore. I give up. And it causes relationships to go awry. It causes relationships to go bad. And people start looking at each other funny. But when we come back to the common denominator, people of God, when we come back to where it all started and where it's all built, that I hope is built on Jesus Christ and God, the gospel of Jesus Christ. It points to the cross. It points to Jesus. When we can come back to that, say we might not agree on this or that, but we agree that Jesus is the son of God. We believe that Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. He goes on verse 15, starting in 15. Whatever is has already been and what will be has been before. And God will call the past to account. And I saw something else under the sun. In the place of judgment, wickedness was there. In the place of justice, wickedness was there. Now here, Solomon, there's almost a tongue twister there. Whatever has been, whatever is has already been. There's nothing new. And what will be has been before. He says in, in the first chapter, there's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new under the sun. It's a cycle, a cycle of life. Things come, things change, things go, things grow, things die, things live. Things are planted, things are uprooted. We embrace. Pandemic keeps us from embracing. Things happen, things change. He says nothing new. God sees everything that happens. There's nothing that catches God by surprise. What's been, we've seen it, or God has seen it before. We might not have seen it in our, our lifespan, but God has seen it. It's been done. As I say, the world or Satan can bring us nothing new. He can bring us nothing new. It's just his things that have been rewarmed, that have been tried before, and he's trying it again. God has seen his tricks. God has seen his schemes. And God has defeated him every time. So there's nothing new under the sun. But then look what Solomon says. Look what he says. I said to myself, now he's having a, 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 a conversation with himself. Have, have you ever been thinking to yourself or thinking out loud or having a conversation? You ask yourself a question and you answer it. Well, listen, he said, I said to myself, God will bring into judgment both the righteous and the wicked, for there will be a time for every activity, a time to judge every deed. 
Now, here he is kind of repeating some of the things again. That's what I love about our, the writers in the Bible, because they remind you of what they said before. Well, he said what has been is, is going to be again. So he says it here. Um, but I saw something else. OK, under the sun, I saw something else. And he says. God will I said to myself, I, God will bring judgment. OK, and as he refers back. I saw something else under the sun. I want, I want to go back to that because I want you to understand. Because when he said there's nothing new under the sun, when he says I saw something else under the sun, it doesn't mean he's contradicting himself. What he's saying, because you, can, you cannot see something and then see it again. It doesn't mean it's new. Okay? So he says I saw something else under the sun. Okay? Instead of judgment, which is, which is a, a, a just conclusion coming to a just conclusion or a fair conclusion he said instead of good judgment I saw wickedness instead of justice which is fairness which is equal justice I saw wickedness meaning wickedness was all around wickedness was running havoc wickedness was having its way wickedness was pro prominent it was dominating he said but I said to myself God will bring into judgment both the righteous and the wicked for there will be a time for every activity and a time to judge every deed. God will judge everything that we do. Everything that happens, God will judge. And isn't it a blessing that God is not us or we're not God? That when God's judgment, it's going to be based on your account, not based on someone else or how you compare to someone else, but based on your deeds. How can a man like Solomon live such a lavish life, such a prosperous life, such a wonderful life, and then come to a point where he's doubting everything he ever believed in? How can that happen? Well, my brothers and sisters, it happens. It happens to us. It happens in our lives. So let's not be surprised. But God will judge. He will bring everything under the activity of the heavens. Time to judge every deed. And then he closes. He says, I also said to myself, as for humans, he's still talking to himself, God tests them so that they may see that they are like the animals. Okay, now let's get in perspective what he's talking. Now he's just really being just doubtful and just down dirty here. Okay, they are like the animals. Surely the fate of human beings is like that of the animals. The same fate awaits them both. As one dies, so dies the other. Animals die, so do humans. All have the same breath. Okay, so far, you know, all right. Humans have no advantage over animals. Everything is meaningless. Well, we know that Solomon is, is, is talking out of frustration because in Genesis, God gives men dominion over the animals. So we are not equal with animals, right? But again, he's letting us know. He's saying everything is meaningless. I mean, he's in that state of meaningless. I don't care. Everything's meaningless. All go to the same place. OK, no, all dogs go to heaven. I don't know about that. OK, all come from dust and to dust all return. Who knows if the human spirit rises upward and if the spirit of the animal goes down into the earth? Well, Solomon is doubting that what happens to us when we leave this place, when God has promised that when we leave this earth to be absent from this world is to be present with him. All right. So he said, I saw that there is nothing better for a person than to enjoy their work because that is their life. For who can bring them to see what will happen after them? He said, I understand and I see that it, there's nothing better 
for you and I to enjoy our lot and to enjoy, enjoy our work and to enjoy our life because it is God's gift. But Brother Solomon is suffering and he's going through. And I'm speaking to you out there who are Solomons. You're thinking and you're feeling that everything is meaningless. You're contemplating hurting yourself. You're contemplating doing some things that will bring a lot of pain to others. Because everything is chaotic. Everything is changing around you. Because it's changing doesn't mean it's wrong. It's life. It's the cycle of life. It's how things change. But the thing that will not change, my brothers and sisters, is God's love for you. God loves you. God adores you. God gave you a gift, which is life. So please, don't be influence of how bad or how chaotic or how dark your life is because it's going to change because we serve a God who loves us and who has seen everything that you're facing and he can be empathetic, sympathetic and understand and he wants to love you through it. So if you're out there today and you're listening, if you're listening or watching us for the first time, I want you to know that we here at Door Creek Church, we want you to know that God loves you. God loves you unconditionally. So hold on. Hold on. Never get in a place where you lose your hope. Please, I want to pray today for you out there who are feeling like Solomon. And for you who don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, I want to pray with you. Will you pray this prayer with me today? Will you pray this prayer? Just repeat these words, please. That you will find that hope again, be restored, and you will become a follower of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Dear Lord. I confess that I'm a sinner and I feel hopeless. Forgive me for all my sins. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He died for my sins. He rose for my life and he restores me. He gives me hope again. By grace, through faith, I am saved, or I am restored, or I am hopeful again. In Jesus' name, amen. Please, don't have regrets in life, but rejoice in your life. Embrace where you are. Don't stop living. Change is inevitable. With God, change brings forth growth with his grace. And with mistakes, God meets us with his mercy. God bless you.